0: Welcome back to the Pearls and prowls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Before I get into today's episode, I have one request from you that are listening. I wanna know from you guys, what sort of topics, would you like me to cover this year on the podcast? I do have a list of topics that I want to cover. Normally what I do is as I get inspiration from my day-to-day life or social media or just conversations that I have in passing or things that I think would be relevant to the podcast or be useful to those of you that listen to the podcast, typically that's the type of content that I create. But I want to know from you as a listener, what do you want to listen to? Is there any particular topics that you think would be good, whether it's from a personal development standpoint, a self-help standpoint, a personal finance, relationships, whatever you think is relevant to the podcast, what do you actually want to hear? I want to really ensure that I'm creating episodes that you want to listen to, episodes that you can take something away from. The whole concept of this podcast, The Pearls and Perils, is really to share pearls of wisdom with you, also to have conversations that we don't normally have in our day-to-day that needs to be had and also to share Perils, challenging moments, things that I've learned, things that my guests have learned as well. And so that we can learn and grow an adult through this life together in a healthy and wholesome way. So, so that's essentially what the podcast is all about. And that is really my vision for it. I want to create a place where we can have meaningful conversations. Conversations I like to have in my day-to-day, but conversations that I have with you. And it's funny, it almost feels like when I create these episodes, I feel like I'm talking with you guys, even though some of you, you don't reply back to me, but I I see that through you listening, through you downloading and I really, really appreciate that so much. So I just want to ask you that one request. If you enjoy listening to these episodes then I want to know from you what do you want to hear more of. And also if you haven't already given a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Or on Spotify or any other platform that allows you to do so, please do so. It means so much and it makes such a difference. One of the biggest things is the more ratings and reviews you leave, it actually pushes the podcast out so that more people can see it and also can listen as well. Because if you're enjoying, chances are other people will too. But that's enough of me asking my request. I thought I'd put it at the beginning so I could grab you, (laughs) but don't click away. We're gonna get into the episode now. As you can see from the title of the episode today, I'm going to be speaking about self care, soft life, and protecting your peace. These three things are very, very important to me, and they have become increasingly important to me over the last two years. I think going through the pandemic, COVID-19 and all the major life changes I've had in the last two years has really, really taught me the importance of these three things. And these are things that are commonly spoken about on social media. You know, you see reels about it, TikToks about it, you know, quotes about it. And I think it's one of those hot topics that people talk about. But today I want to speak more about it from a standpoint of how can we actually put these fundamental things into our day-to-day life. It's easy to say, you know, you post a picture of you, with a bubble. Off and write self-care but there's so much more to it than just bubble baths than just treating yourself to nice things there's definitely a lot more to it than just those things and that's what I want to speak about today you know how can we do self-care in real terms how can we ha- apply this to our day-to-day lives and really make it a way of living as opposed to just something we do once in a while or when we're burnt out <laughs> and we have nothing else to do If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about this book before when I was reading it. And the book that I'm gonna share a quote from is called 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. I definitely recommend the book. I would say it's a slow start, (laughs) especially if you're someone that, isn't particularly someone that reads a lot of personal development books or self help books. The start for me was quite slow, and a lot of the analogies that he used wasn't really like capturing me. But once I kind of got over the first chapter, I got into the book a lot more. But I definitely admit that the first chapter for me personally was a struggle to get into, and a lot of the ladies in my book club agreed with that too. But what I actually wanted to share was rule number two and from reading that book that has been something I've definitely taken away from me and I constantly remind myself of this. It's rule number two was treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping and just hearing that and really reading it. And for me, processing what that actually meant. It's like, whoa, you know, sometimes when we are given a responsibility to look after someone else, let's say maybe an elderly relative or a child, or you have someone in your care that is depending on you. A lot of the times we're so attentive to that person and we treat them in the best possible way. A lot of the times, even better than we treat ourselves. You know, we're attentive to what they're doing, you know, making sure that they are, safe, making sure that they're fed, making sure that essentially they're well looked after. I really took this away for myself because... I realized at many points in my life, I was not treating myself like someone I was responsible for helping. I was treating myself as a third-class citizen in my life and everything and everyone came before my own personal needs. And one thing I wanna really stress is that there's a big difference between being selfish and there's a difference between self-care. It's not the same thing. For me, the way I see self-care I'm sharing my own opinion with you, is really looking after yourself holistically. It's not just one aspect. It's not just looking after your physical health, but ignoring your mental health. It's also looking after all the aspects because there's so many different things that make up who we are as a person. And there's so many things that if we neglect it, we're gonna see negative effects of that. So for me, it's really just making sure that we're looking after ourselves holistically, that we're investing ourselves, that we're making time for ourselves, and that we are recognizing that, you know what, we are human, and that if we do not, you know, set limits for ourselves, we really are just gonna burn ourselves out. And I think sometimes we are so busy that we operate Like we are robots and we forget that, you know what, you're actually human, you have limits. (laughs) And if you're not careful, you will just find yourself burnt out. So that's definitely for me, what I consider to be self-care, looking after yourself and making yourself a priority in your life. I know sometimes it can be difficult, you know, depending on your situation. If you have children, if you have people depending on you. Sometimes putting these things into practice in your day-to-day can be extremely hard. You know, especially when you have so many things and people demanding your time. It's a lot easier said than done. But for me personally, that's what self-care is all about. It's looking at yourself holistically and looking after that. You may be great at looking after your physical health. Maybe you work out you're active but you neglect your mental health, maybe there's certain things that you need to deal with that you kind of just leave it in Pandora's box and you don't want to open it, you don't want to deal with it, or perhaps it's your spiritual health, for me another aspect of my self-care that's important for me is making sure that I am in a good place spiritually, making sure that I am connected with God that I am really taking time to analyze myself and where I'm going because sometimes we can get so consumed in everything we're doing with work trying to build a business trying to just be human trying to enjoy my life (laughs) you know there's so many things sometimes so many plans so many goals that it can be so easy to just get sidetracked. So for me, another aspect of my self-care is also my relationship with God, making sure that I'm making time for that, that I'm investing in that, not just in a robotic tick box way that, oh yeah, today I prayed or today I read the Bible. No, but really ensuring that I'm connected, really ensure that I'm making time to actually listen and meditate on the things that I'm reading and and making those changes so for me that's another aspect of my self-care but I did what I did here was I wrote a couple of examples just to kind of get your brain going um so like I said before it's about your mental your physical your spiritual health this is everything and another aspect for me when I think of self-care is also things like fun don't forget to have fun I feel like when we were younger, when we we're children, fun was just a natural part of our life. We didn't need to plan for fun. We didn't need to say, oh, on Saturday, I'm going to have fun as a child. You naturally had fun. I mean, you can make playing with a pencil fun as a child, but I do feel like as we get older, as we're navigating life and we have more responsibilities and more worries and all the stresses that life sometimes brings with it, we lose that aspect. We lose the aspect of fun that gets removed from our lives and we have to consciously make decisions to actually schedule fun in. A lot of the times when we associate fun, it's when we're going out with our friends, when we're maybe going out for dinner or going to a specific place, going to a party, whatever the case may be. A lot of the times as adults, we actually have to make time for fun. We don't always, you know, have that as a part of our day-to-day life. And I think when it comes to self-care and looking after yourself, you have to ensure that there is some aspect of fun in your life, whatever fun looks like for you. And now everyone is different. I don't want to list a specific thing as fun, because for some people, fun could be reading a book. Something that I've really got into a lot more lately is reading fiction books. And that has become very fun for me. I remember when I was younger, I used to read so much. I loved fiction books. I could get lost in a book. I could, you know, get a book today and finish it by two or three days time but as I got older that was kind of a habit that kind of fell out the window you know there was more fun things to do on your phone as opposed to reading a book I mean you know what are you gonna pick a phone that you can talk to your friends you can watch funny videos on or reading a book of course I chose the phone But that's definitely been something I've consciously been getting into. I thought, you know what, let me read some fiction books. And I've really been enjoying it. So in February, I finished two books. So I read one book with my book club, another book I read on my own, and I started another fiction book. And I have just been loving it. I've been finding myself reading a lot more. And the book I'm currently reading now, I will definitely share once I finished it. It has been such a long time since I've actually read a book that has really made me laugh out loud on persistent occasions. This book, I've been on the train going to work and I've been laughing when I've been reading this book. There's so many funny things in it and it's definitely my kind of book. There's the comedy element, but there's also a deeper side of it. I just love it. And I'll definitely share a bit more once I've finished it. I might give a little review on it but that's something that I've been doing for fun reading. And also it's a little bit of me time to myself. I'm alone with my thoughts, I'm in the book and I'm doing something that's causing me to relax because sometimes my mind is always focused on doing something work related. And it can often be quite hard for me when it's time for me to switch off, to truly switch off, unless I'm like watching something on Netflix or whatever. And even with that, even when I'm doing that, sometimes I'll be on my phone doing something else. I've found that this bad habit I have recently is I'm not focusing on one particular thing at a time. It's like, I'll be watching a movie as an example and I'll also be on my phone. It's like, what's the point? So I'm really trying to break that habit. I'm speaking about it now so you can help me to be accountable. But that's something I've learned about myself recently. And perhaps that's something you two struggle with. Another thing as well, when it comes to your self-care, eating, right, that's another thing. Whatever that looks like for you, maybe it's a case of, Ensuring your portion sizes are healthy. Maybe it's a case of ensuring that you're actually eating fruits and vegetables. This is something I'm consciously working on doing and it's become a lot easier. There's certain things that I hated before, like broccoli, absolutely hate broccoli, but tell me why I'm having broccoli on a regular basis now. Whereas that was something before I really hated. And it's funny because now when I taste it, I'm like, you know, it's actually not that bad. (laughs) It's actually okay, it's edible. And at times, depending on how I cook it, I actually do like it. But I think sometimes when it comes to looking after ourselves, we have to do things that we might not particularly like, but if it's good for you, do it. It's almost like going back to that point I shared earlier about treating yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. There may be certain things that you do for that person. Let's say they're sick and they have a specific medication they need to take at a, at a specific time. They might not want to take the medication. It might be uncomfortable, it might be a big pill that's hard to swallow, or they might not like some of the side effects that they get from that medication. But if it's something that they need to take, if it's something that on the whole is going to be good for them, they kind of need to do it. And it's the same for us. There's going to be certain things we don't like doing but it's good for us and so we kind of have to challenge ourselves to do it another aspect of self-care is being active whether that's going for a walk, whether that's actually taking time to go to the gym. I know that the gym is not for everyone and that could be a whole other episode. Some people don't like the gym for various reasons, whether it's the fact that, especially for me, let's say for example, as a woman, and I know most women can probably relate, when you go to the gym by yourself, when it comes to that section of the weights, there's always these guys that take up all the weights and it's like a bit awkward going there, you know, people are looking at you and plus it's like you don't want to use the machines wrong. So I know for some people they have anxiety about going to the gym or they can't afford it it's not in their budget there's so many different reasons but there are other things you can do to stay active you can go for walks which are free Mm -hmm. it doesn't cost anything but your time and your effort you can also exercise at home that's something I've been doing and I know some people don't like exercising at home but there's actually so many different things we can do for exercise you know find something that you enjoy whether it's going to be a sport whether it's something you do in community so with a friend Um, I find that for some people When you have an accountability partner or a group of people you're doing something with, you're more likely to stick to it than when you're doing it by yourself. If you know you're that kind of person, then find yourself an accountability partner that can go to the gym with you or go for a walk with you or a jog or a run. Or if you like doing things by yourself like me, (laughs) then just do it by yourself. But the most important thing is just to be active. Uh, Aside from the physical health benefits that we all know about exercise, there's also the psychological benefits too in that you know, when we exercise, psychologically, it's actually better for us. We're more at ease. There's certain hormones that get released that actually affects our mood in a positive way. And sometimes our mood's actually affected by the fact we're inactive. A lot of us are in jobs that are quite sedentary. We don't do a lot of active things at work. I, for, I for one, I'm definitely relate to that. And it's so important for us to consciously fit that in. Not only thinking about, oh, but you know, I don't really have any health goals, but also just for yourself, for your self-care as well, being active. Something that I am so conscious of is the fact that when I'm older, when I'm in my 60s and my 70s, if I live to see it, I want to be healthy, I want to be fit. I don't want to have any health issues that I could have prevented. So I'm really being intentional now in the rest of my 20s so that I can be as fit and healthy as I can possibly be for myself. So it's not even about other people's standards or how other people think you should look or what you should weigh specifically, but being active, not just to look a certain way. Because I know sometimes for, for certain people, we're motivated by wanting to be a specific draft size. And not necessarily because you wanna be healthy. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge, because I've been there too. But for me now, My focus on being healthier, on looking after myself is more from a standpoint of my health, of being the best version of myself I can be so that I can be more healthy, so that I can be more fit, so that I can live a healthier and happier life. That's my aim for myself. And if that's something you wanna do too, then go right ahead, I'm with you. And if you need me to be your virtual accountability partner, then definitely reach out. I'll be happy to cheer you on as we're on this journey together. Before I get into the next example of how you can implement self-care in your day-to-day life, I want to share a couple of tips for anyone that being active and exercise is something that you struggle with, or maybe it's something that you want to get back into, you know, in January, that was the goal, you kind of fell off track in February, but now we're in March, so you can start again. And honestly, I think one of the things that holds us back is we wait for a new month or a new week or a new day to start, just start today. But one thing I'd say is start small. Whatever the goal is, start small. Start from where you are and just add a little bit of intensity to that. So let's say you don't exercise at all. Maybe do one day a week to start with for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And like I said before, find something that you like. If you don't particularly like going to the gym, maybe do a home workout, a dance workout, or boxing, or, or Pilates, or yoga, or whatever. Something that you like, that you're gonna enjoy, Do that. There is something for everyone, honestly. So just start small with that. So instead of saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna go for around five times a week, how about go for around one times a week to start off Especially if at present your frequency is zero, start small and gradually increase that with time. There's no point setting yourself up to fail, but if you start small and you start doing that, then you start increasing the frequency, you're gonna eventually see the results. So that's just something I really wanted to highlight. Start small, and just keep going. If you fall off track, it's okay. Just get back on it. That's another thing as well that I learned from Atomic Habits. I read that, I believe it was last year. I feel like the last two years have been very merged into one, but I read that. (laughs) Um, I think it was January last year and it was really good. So that's another book I'd recommend also. Now, the next aspect is something we can't talk about self-care without talking about this thing. And it also links to creating that soft life. So if you're someone that says, P.A.K., it's the soft life for me, then this particular thing is going to be something you need to work on implementing. And that is building and maintaining boundaries. Now, if you if you're a regular listener, you know that at some point in the episode, this will always come up. <laughs> and I guess one of the reasons is that I've learned and I've started to see how important boundaries were. And even when I look back at my life and at different points in my life, I realize how much I lacked boundaries in a lot of ways. And it's only now when I look back and I think, oh my gosh, like, how did I think that was okay? But honestly, I just like, I guess I didn't know better. But honestly, boundaries is so important in order for you to really look after yourself in a healthy way and treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping, you've got to have some boundaries. You know, everyone's boundaries is also different but i think sometimes it's important for us to consciously think about what I, what are my boundaries what are the things that are important to me how do i feel respected or how do i feel disrespected What are some things that I personally need to have in my life, whether it's time to myself, whether it's, you know, financial boundaries, whether it's boundaries in your relationship about certain things that you don't want to talk about particularly or certain conversations that you don't want to have with people about certain aspects of your life, such as when are you going to get married or when you're going to have children or, (laughs) you know, the classic ones that sometimes people often bring up that you don't really have close relationships with. Or even if you do, maybe that's a boundary you need to put up. So that is definitely something that's an important part of self-care and looking after ourselves ensuring we're building and maintaining boundaries. You know, it's not enough just to build a boundary today. Sometimes our boundaries are tested and sometimes we test other people's boundaries. And I think the thing that's really important when it comes to boundaries is communication. You may say consciously in your head, oh, I have this particular boundary. But sometimes you need to actually communicate it because people might not necessarily recognize that boundary you have. So you have to learn to communicate, to actually speak about it to that particular person. Because sometimes we have this bad habit of someone breaks our boundary and we go and we speak to someone else about it. Speak to them, you know, communicate that. And I know not everyone is approachable. It can also sometimes feel uncomfortable a bit awkward, you know, to have these kind of conversations. But in order to treat yourself like someone you're responsible for, hello, sometimes you need to speak about. It. It's like if you have a child and they're being bullied at school, you're going to go down to that school and you're going to speak to that parent or you're going to speak to that child or you're going to speak to the teacher even though it's an awkward conversation because you're looking out for the well-being of your child you're going to do that and sometimes for yourself you have to be your advocate and you have to do the same if your boundaries are being disrespected or in some way sometimes you need to have those uncomfortable conversations so build boundaries and if you don't know you feel like i don't know what my boundaries are Take some time to really think about that. One of the ways that might help is really thinking about what are some of the things for me that makes me feel uncomfortable or that are unhealthy. So, if you start there, it might become a little bit easier for you to start thinking about it more. Another thing is solitude. I know some people they avoid being alone, but it's also important to have time to yourself, especially if you're someone that's creative or you're an introvert you will know that, you know, quality time to yourself is something that you you enjoy. For me, I love my quality time to myself. And sometimes in that quality time, I may watch something by myself, I may read, I might just chill and literally do nothing. But I do like having those moments that I'm just on my own with my own thoughts where I can think, where sometimes I might write some things down, I might do some writing. But for me, solitude is also important, and if you're someone that doesn't like being on your own, you always want to be around other people, that's not necessarily bad or an indication that, you know, something's wrong with you, but I think it's definitely important to assess, you know, why do you hate being by yourself? Are there certain thoughts that you're trying to avoid? Is it that you just hate that feeling of loneliness? Of course, naturally, most of us don't like to feel alone, but it's also important and healthy, to some degree, to have time to yourself, so that's another aspect of self-care, and I know, depending on your lifestyle, circumstances that can be hard to have you know if you've got small children we've got lots of responsibilities factoring that time to just have that me time can be difficult but even if it's just going to be when you have your shower and your bath and you and those five to ten minutes to yourself is all you're going to have in that day really make the most out of that time savor that time (laughs) enjoy that time even if the only solitude time you get is on the toilet listen enjoy that time savor that time collect your thoughts And have that time to yourself. It's so, so needed. And the last thing, last example before I wrap up the self-care aspect is investing in your personal development for me I see personal development as self-care because you are caring for yourself you're investing in you whether it's in your skill whether it's an area that you're not very confident in whether it's something that you know you you've been struggling with maybe in your mental health or even physically maybe just walking up the stairs and you're tired (laughs) and that's an aspect that you're like you know what I want to increase my fitness I want to actually consciously better myself in this area then go for it but investing in your personal development is one of the greatest acts of self-care that you can do for yourself because it's personal development for a reason. You're always gonna know what your weaknesses are. Sometimes people can point them out to you, but you know yourself better than anyone else knows you. So it's definitely important for you to constantly invest in yourself. And there's so many ways we can do this and they don't always cost money. Because sometimes, you know, if your budget is limited and you feel like, oh, but I don't have money to invest in myself in the way that I'd like to. There are still so many resources that you can get access to that are free. So maybe you wanna learn a language. There's also free resources that you can utilize. So instead of looking at all the obstacles or all the, oh, I can't do that because of this, that, and the other, find solutions, look for solutions and ways you can invest in your personal development. And even if it's just gonna be getting yourself a hobby, you know, if you don't have any hobbies or you don't have anything you do for fun, that's also something you need to do for your self-care. If you're bored in life right now, it just shows you've got no hobbies. (laughs) Find something to do. And I think it's so important to break your routine sometimes. I definitely like having a routine, it helps me to function, but I also like doing something, out of my routine or doing something that's fun or doing something that just causes me to relax where I don't need to think about anything too serious I can just enjoy where I'm at. I can make and create memories so That's definitely something to bear in mind too. Before I move on to my next point, I wanted to add in the aspect of personal development, something you can even do. Something I did at the beginning of the year was when I was setting out my goals, I created personal development goals for myself as well. Specific things that I wanted to focus on working on this year. And just a couple of small things that I would do each month that's gonna help me to achieve that, such as reading more, challenging myself to do different things, helping myself to come out of my comfort zone. So that's also something that you can do. So perhaps set aside some time to think a little bit more about what are some of the things that I want to develop this year? What are some of the things that I wanna work on? Write them down and think about actionable steps you can take to actually make those things a reality. So maybe there's a couple of online courses you might need to do or videos you might need to watch, even podcasts that you'll need to listen to, books you need to read, or even specific actions that you will need to take in order to develop in those areas. But definitely write them down and think about how you can actually take little steps in order to develop in those areas. that's something I wanted to add before I moved on to soft life. So let's talk a little bit about soft life. If you've not seen it online, I wanted to share one of the definitions I've seen, which I definitely agree with. So soft life, when I think of the soft life, this is the definition I found. The definition is, according to the North space, a life of ease, peace, comfort, and intentional happiness. It does not require struggle, love, stress, and distress. It consists of mutual relationships, clarity, and self-care. Now, who doesn't want the soft life? I think most of us can agree that this is something that we would want. But as I was thinking about this, I kept seeing, especially over the last two to three weeks, a lot of people posting about soft life, giving the soft life, it's the soft life for me. And that's when I knew, you know what, I really need to create an episode on this. Um, But since then, there's been a lot of things I've been thinking about in relation to what the soft life is and what that looks like. And even thinking about for myself. So one thing I wanted to really highlight is that having the desire to have a soft life is not enough like anything else having the desire to be rich having the desire to be successful having the desire to be anything is not enough i'd say the desire to some degree is a starting point but desires are fleeting right so that's definitely not enough you desiring to have this soft life is not enough for you to create it it's something that you really have to be intentional about curating into your life. And when I think about certain decisions I've made in my life, I've been after the soft life for a long time. <laughs> I just didn't know that term or I wouldn't have pinpointed it to that. But I remember I think it was in 2019 or 2018. I remember that year I just kept saying to my friends, I'm protecting my peace this year. <laughs> I'm protecting my peace. This is before it became this really big thing. Um so I remember that something I just kept saying, I need to protect my peace, I need to protect my peace and PYP was my little hashtag (laughs) that I would share with my friends but honestly at that time I wanted the soft life for myself, I just didn't know that was the term but like I said and a couple of points I've written down that I wanted to kind of get into is that in order to protect your peace you need to be attentive to the things that disturb your peace. I think a lot of us, we're we're posting it, we're saving it, you know, we've got it on our screensaver, soft life, blah, blah, blah. But listen, you're not gonna have a soft life if you're not intentional about creating it for yourself and you need to be attentive to your surroundings. And what are the things that are actually disturbing your peace? What are the things that are disrupting the soft life you're trying to create? And I think something that's also important as well is not just about being attentive to your surroundings, but also being attentive and conscious in the decisions that you make the decisions that you make are going to have a huge impact on whether you're going to have a life of ease peace and comfort because unfortunately a lot of the times we make poor decisions and as a result we have to suffer the consequences. As a result, you know, we end up in maybe relationships or situations or circumstances that are just hell, that aren't peace. It's, it's stress, it's uncertainty, it's a lot of anxiety, it's a lot of uncomfort you know, it affects our happiness. And I think it's so important to really analyze your decisions. I'm someone I love to think. Before I make a decision, especially a big one, I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think, if I make this decision, what are some of the possible outcomes of this decision? And I know sometimes, you know, if you are, if in your case, you're an (laughs) overthinker, that's not always helpful either. But it's definitely important to assess your decisions, you know, before you align yourself to a particular relationship or even a job, assess, you know, how is this gonna affect me? How is this gonna affect my life? Because sometimes we're short-sighted when we make our decisions. We only think about the here and now. We don't think about how is this gonna affect me later on? Perhaps there's a certain job or career you're deciding that, you know, I wanna get into. But you also need to think about, you know, what kind of work-life balance am I going to have in this specific kind of job? Because if you're saying you want a soft life, is this a kind of job where you're going to be working 24-7? Where even when you're not at work, you're going to have to think about work. You're going to have to do things outside of work. And how does that make you feel? Are you comfortable doing that? If you are, for how long do you think you will be? Is that going to work for you in reality? And I think these are some of the things you have to think about, because if you don't, the soft life is not going to be what you're living. And unfortunately, you're going to be living the hard life, which most of us don't want. So your decisions are going to have a huge impact on whether you can create that soft life for yourself. And I'd say that the soft life and protecting your peace, it goes hand in hand, because it's all about your peace at the end of the day. It's all about your well-being. Something that I do want to highlight is that having the soft life doesn't mean you're going to be exempt from problems because, of course, that's not even realistic. There's certain things we can't avoid. Life happens, as they say. Sometimes we go through difficult moments. We go through moments of loss or we go through moments that we fail or unexpected things happen and we're just kind of like, oh my gosh, why has this happened? But Having the soft life is not just about having the absence of problems because you're going to have them. I think ultimately what's important is being at peace with your life, being content, being happy. And even in the definition, which I really liked, was about intentional happiness. In life, there can be so many things to be sad about, to complain about. And we really have to be intentional about our happiness because if we're not, it's not going to happen. You know, you're not always going to get the the pay rise you wanted or the position you wanted or look the specific way you wanted. Sometimes those things don't happen. And and you have to remember, greatness takes time. Not everything happens overnight, right? But you've got to be intentional in your happiness, irrespective of what your circumstances are right now. And I know that is so much easier said than done. Am I where I want to be right now? No. No. But I can I truly say to you guys that I'm happy? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm actually one of the happiest I've ever been in my life. And I don't have every single thing that I want to have. I haven't even touched the tip of it all yet. But I can truly say that I'm happy. I'm at peace. You know, I'm content. And this is because I've been intentional about this. I could look at all the things that I haven't done yet or hasn't happened yet or it's taken a lot longer than I'd want it to. But I am being intentional about my happiness. Because if I don't do that, it's not going to happen. And the other aspect I really like was that it doesn't require struggle love, stress and distress. One thing that I am not for is the struggle love. I always knew that one is not for me. <laughs> I don't want the struggle love. I want healthy love. And healthy love doesn't mean perfect. You know, you will have your challenges. You will get on e- in each other's nerves. You will have your disagreements. But it shouldn't be a struggle. And that's definitely something I wanna talk about. Struggle Love is a whole other episode. If you wanna hear more about that, then let me know and I'll definitely record something on it. To wrap up the point I was trying to articulate, it's impossible to protect your peace without building and maintaining boundaries. If you think about your life as a house, think of your dream home, Right? Imagine that dream home that you're picturing in your head right now is your life. In order for you to have that dream home, you have to start off with the foundations of the building. So you have to make sure those foundations are strong. So if you're trying to build this soft life, you've got to put those foundations in. And some of those foundations are going to be building boundaries. And doing that, laying down the foundations, doing that groundwork can be awkward. You're going to have some uncomfortable conversations, but it's going to be a necessary part of building that life you want to have. A lot of us say you want to have the soft life, but you don't even budget. You don't even manage your finances. Now, how is that going to happen? It's not. So this is the point I'm trying to make. If you truly want to have the soft life or whatever it is that you envision for yourself, you have to put in the groundwork. Sometimes you're trying to manifest things. You're like, oh, I just need to manifest. And maybe you're saying affirmations every single day. But if you're not putting in the work, you're not affirming anything. You know, <laughs> sometimes you may be like, oh, the law of attraction. If I if I say that I'm gonna be wealthy, it's gonna happen. And I do believe in the power of the tongue. And I do believe that we can speak life into our lives. However, you also have to put in the work. You can't, you know outdo the aspects of the actions you need to take you are going to inevitably reap what you sow so whatever it is that you want to reap in your life you're going to need to sow those seeds so if you want to reap the soft life you've got to sow those aspects that are going to bring you that so building and maintaining those boundaries being intentional in the way that you navigate your relationships communicate so many of us are pieces disturbed because we refuse to clearly communicate our feelings, our ideas, our irritations, the things that bother us, our offences, communicate, speak about it directly to the person it concerns, not about them, but to them. Sometimes our peace is disturbed because we're not having those direct conversations and I know that some people can be difficult to speak to, maybe a parent or someone close to you or even a manager at work, oh yeah, that could be awkward, (laughs) but You have to articulate what is bothering you because you just holding it in or not speaking about it is not going to resolve the problem. And I know sometimes you may even, you might say, don't be okay, I have spoken to the person and they don't care. That kind of leads me to my next point. You know, as much as we should learn to communicate, there may be times where you may need to remove yourself from certain situations or people that don't respect your boundaries. I know that this is not always realistic this is not always something that you can do in reality because there's always going to be people that you know You know, disrespect your boundaries, or that maybe they add a little bit level of stress to your life, and you can't always cut off every single person. You can't always block and delete every single person, and that's not always healthy too. I think there definitely needs to be moderation in everything. I know sometimes the narrative is always, you know, block and delete if if it disturbs your peace. I'm blocking, I'm deleting, or I'm removing that person from my um, from my life, blah blah blah. But I also think sometimes there's certain lessons that we need to learn and things that we need to develop as well and I remember back to specific times in my life for example in 2020 when I was in my stressful job and I was very overwhelmed there was a lot of things now when I look back that I learned from that situation and a lot of things that I could have done differently which I didn't see at the time It was a toxic workplace. There was a lot of things that was not my fault and that was, you know, it was not within my control. However, there's a lot of things that I could have also done differently that probably would have made things a lot easier for myself. So I also think as well, yes, block and delete if you feel you need to. I, for one, have needed to block certain Instagram pages or of people that I really don't wanna be seeing what they'll be posting. <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and say, you shouldn't block, you shouldn't delete people. Sometimes that's necessary to have a clear out, but that can't always be your response to everything. Sometimes we actually need to assess why things trigger us, why certain people trigger us. Is it them? Is it us? Is there certain things that we need to, to work through? Or is it just a case that, you know, this person and yourself just don't, you know, don't agree or you just always seem to clash, but I think sometimes we just need to take a little bit of a deeper look into things before just resorting to block and delete. You can't always just block and delete your way through life, unfortunately. Sometimes we do have to deal with certain things head on. And the last aspect I wanted to highlight, which pretty much is always a running theme in this podcast, is the inner work. That's also something that needs to be done in order for us to truly treat ourselves like someone responsible for for us to truly show ourselves that self-love and to build that soft life for ourselves we have to do the inner work we've got to do it we can't run away from it I mean we can try but you can try to run away from the inner work but in some way shape or form it will manifest itself in your life if you're trying to avoid a particular thing maybe it's let's say it's trust issues as an example you can try to avoid it you can deny the fact that you may have these trust issues but they will show up <laughs> in some way. Whether it's in your friendships, your relationships, at work or in your family, they're going to show up. The key is working on it. Whether that's going to be on your own, whether that's going to be with a professional, with a therapist, but the key is doing your inner work. I think one of the beautiful things about life is that we're always going to be a work in progress. And I know in some ways that can kind of feel like, oh, I'm always going to have something to work on. But I've learned to kind of see it in a good way that, you know what, I'm not the finished product. There's still things I'm working on. Sometimes I might think I'm totally over a certain situation and then something happens that triggers me and I realize, oop, I'm not as over it as I thought I was. But in everything, I try to learn from it. In everything, I try to think, okay, what should I be learning at this time? Or what can I work on to make myself more resilient in that area? Or what can I work on to make help me to build that particular thing? So yeah do your inner work. So as I wrap up this episode, I want to reiterate this point. In order to protect your peace, you need to be attentive to things that disturb your peace. So whether that's environments, topics, people, certain situations, certain thoughts you may have or ideas, you've got to be attentive to it. And if you want to create that soft life, it requires being intentional. I hope that you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I want to know your thoughts. What are your thoughts on self care? What are your thoughts on the soft life? Is it the soft life for you or are you happy with the struggle life? (laughs) I want to know a little bit more about your thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've taken away something from it. And if you have, do leave a rating, leave a review. I'd love to know your comments. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'd love to know what topics you want to hear in 2022. Thank you for listening and I'll be back with you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your week and I really hope and pray that this month of March will be an amazing one for you. No matter what challenges you may face or I may face, I hope that you will be able to overcome them, that you'll be able to learn from them and that it's gonna be a great month for you. I'll speak to you in the next episode.